Welcome to the podcast where we talk to guests about five moments in their lives they'll never forget. This is Backstory with Steve Legg. It's fabulous to have you with me today on the new show, where I bring together an incredible array of stars of stage and screen, stand-up comedians and magicians, writers and artists, leaders and entrepreneurs to chat about the five significant times in their lives they'll never forget. It's great to have you here. And what a treat we've got for you today. It's my old friend, Justin Humphreys. He's an author, a speaker, leadership expert, passionate advocate for justice and authentic leadership. And we're going to give him a round of applause like we give everyone. And let's welcome him to the show. Hello, Justin. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? <laughs> very good. How lovely to see your very handsome face. You look like the milk tray man today, all in black, in a beautiful white studio. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry to disappoint. It's actually navy blue. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I think, I've, I think I'm think i a little bit colourblind. I've just discovered this in the last couple of years, playing right. quizzes like Logo, talking about advertising so man alive <laughs> i need to get to spec savers we're going to talk about your book because my wife was involved with a launch um it was the launch wasn't it yeah and she uh, she joined us on the tv show too yeah so tv star as well um <laughs> now you are one of the big bosses you are the big cheese at 318 what on earth is 318 yeah, 318 is uh, an independent Christian safeguarding charity, and 318 refers to Proverbs 31, chapter, uh, verse 8, which says, Speak on behalf of the vulnerable, and uh, no, it doesn't. Speak on behalf of the voiceless and all who are vulnerable. Um, yeah, so that's really kind of our mandate for who we are. So we, we do all sorts of different things, you know, training and, and consultancy and helplines and disclosure checks and anything that churches, charities and other orgs might need to help them create safer places. So you mentioned this word safeguarding that everyone's talking about. What is safeguarding? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, safeguarding is about creating environments that um, hopefully prevent harm and abuse happening to people. Um, so it's both preventative, what we do to, to create safer environments, but also the things that we do when we sadly need to respond when abuse and harm has happened. So it's a whole range of different things that, that we might all do together to create that safer environment. Brilliant. Now, you're passionate about leadership. Have you always been a natural leader? Were you, were you a leader at school? Did, did kids look up to you when you were eight and, you know, a teacher was being unfair? And they said, come on, Justin, you'll sort this out. Were you the spokesman? Were you the, the alpha male? What, 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 what you might be um, uh, surprised to hear is that actually I, I probably didn't spend as much time in school as I ought to have done. <laughs> really? <laughs> Um, I didn't like school much um, and uh, any excuse I could I could find to, to not be in it and, and, and I was I was off and away. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we often talk about, um, you know, leadership as a, a natural gifting or all that. And I certainly felt that that was the case, that people saw the leadership potential in me, particularly um, early on in, in church life. So I kind of find myself getting put up on on the on the the platform, the stage to to talk about this, that, and the other, or even to preach. Or so, yeah, just not in the school environment because I wasn't there enough. 
you really surprised me. So a great a great leader's born or are they made? Um, I think they can be both. Yeah, I think they can be both. I, I think that there are some natural giftings um, that that some are are born with, and they they just um, they just manifest in different ways. And and for other people, it's it's about learning the skills um, and uh, you know going about it in a slightly different way. Were you ever a fan of The Office and David Brent? Were you a big fan? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> Go on, can you critique his leadership style? Rubbish. <laughs> no, because he tried so hard to be popular. Is a good leader popular? Well, not well sometimes, but I think actually respect is probably more important. than I think, in all fairness, um, that was probably one of the major missing ingredients. <laughs> very funny to watch. What about someone like Lord Sugar? Then someone who's been very successful. We obviously see a certain caricature in the apprenticeship of his leadership style. What do you make yeah, of him? And you, do, and you do always wonder, don't you? Is is what we see on The Apprentice the real, authentic Alan Sugar business um, mogul? Um, I, don't, I don't know because I, I don't know the guy. Um, but he seems very hard-nosed, very cutthroat, but he's determined. He knows what he wants and he knows how he's going to get it, doesn't he? Um, whether whether he kind of truly builds that that kind of respect from amongst his workforce I don't know. We'll have to ask someone. Maybe we should ask them and them. Yeah. <laughs> ask, ask Alan. He would know, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. Listen, Justin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's five memories, five things that have shaped you. So let's kick off with number one. Now, I know your lovely wife, Hayley, who worked for Compassion. How long was she there? She was with Compassion for about 14 years. Wow. Incredible child sponsorship charity. Um, tell us about meeting Hayley. Um, in fact, tell us about getting dumped. That sounds a lot more interesting. So, no, she dumped you. She did dump me. Haley and I met um, in a, in a, a youth group, and um, I was going around all the youth groups in the town trying to recruit volunteers for something called Radio Cracker. Do you remember Radio Cracker? Radio Cracker with Steve Chalk, of course I do. Absolutely. So, so we decided we were going to run a Radio Cracker. Uh, in our town so we did uh, I'd just been made redundant so I um, dedicated my time to, to helping with that traveling around all the youth groups went to the first youth group um, saw this um, this lovely looking lady across the room um, and we started talking and getting to know each other and I didn't make it to any other youth group <laughs> that was that so, push off um, operation christmas cracker yeah <laughs> so absolutely you know we, we um we have christmas cracker to, to thank for for our 28 29 year uh, relationship no but what happened uh, about i don't know three months in to our relationship so it started in october and um on New Year's Day, I received a phone call from my lovely wife Haley to say, do you know what yeah it's not working bye Oh, New man. Year's Day. New Year's Day. It could have been worse. It could have been on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so she so dumped why? me on New Year's Day. Why? Well, well, she would say that I, I, I wasn't giving her enough um, enough time and attention. And I was in a band at the time and I, and I was off doing band things. Um, and uh, she she didn't like that much. And to be fair, we, we were pretty... Um, we were pretty obsessed and determined about all of that back back in the day, but anyway, look, it, it only it only took three months to come back. So you know, three month break and then twenty nine years on, and we're 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 going strong. 
I like it. I like that very much. This is the Backstory Podcast with Steve Legg and friends. So, Justin Humphreys, tell us about your first date. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I clearly didn't have much idea about um, what what uh, women wanted for their first dates. Uh, I thought it was all about me, you see. <laughs> Is it I, not? Thought it was all about, I thought it was all about what I wanted to do. So, um, so our, our first date, we went to um, we went to the Sutton Park leg of the RAC Rally. Do you remember the RAC Rally? She'd be before the days of WRC. Oh man, sounds like a great date. It was absolutely fantastic. We, um, and, um, and and to be fair, I, w- I wouldn't condone this. I'm not. I'm not um, encouraging anyone to do this. But we didn't pay. We nipped over the fence. And um, we walked through the uh, through the woods at the back of the park, and uh, we found ourselves alongside the track with all these um, amazing uh, rally cars racing by at ridiculous speed. You know, so things like the Lancia Delta and the and the Mini Metro Six R Four and the and the Audi Quattro. It was fantastic. I loved that first date. <laughs> what did Haley think of it? <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> Do you know what? I must confess, and this isn't all about me, I must confess to doing a similar similar thing for my lovely wife, Becca's. Uh, well, it was our wedding anniversary. And there are three things I love in life. Neil Diamond, uh, Brian Connolly and circuses. And I'd heard on Steve Wright in the afternoon that Brian Connolly was doing a touring tribute show to Neil Diamond in circus tents. So I thought my yeah. wife will love this and this will be a lovely surprise. I took her up to Goodwood. Uh, she wasn't that impressed. So it was um, a surprise, all right. I'm sure it was a big surprise. <laughs> so, have you had more successful dates since? Oh yeah, many, many more, many more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just working our way through um, a box of, of fifty dates at the moment. So I, I was I was fifty this year. So Haley bought me this box of, of fifty dates, and inside it is fifty little envelopes, and inside each envelope is a little card, and you pull it out. And it and it gives you an idea for for a date to go on, so we've done all sorts of things so far. It's fantastic. That is brilliant. But am I right in assuming your kids have left home now at uni? So it's just the two of you. We're empty nesters now, mate. Yeah. And it's, it's a big change, but it's the same for us. Yeah. So yeah. is date night a regular thing for you? And is that really important, Justin? Do you know what, Steve? It, it is really important, and, and we've we've always um, believed it to be important. Getting a little bit serious about all of this, but you know, to to, to carve out time to just spend time with each other, even even when you've still got your kids at home, um, really important. You know, we've not always been brilliant at it, but it's always been something that we've been aware we we need to do that. So my my in laws were great right from the beginning. They said to us, um, "You're going to need time to spend uh, with each other." Um, so every year we we will have the kids for you for a weekend. You just you take yourselves off and go places. So we used to go on European city breaks um, and and leave the kids with with the in laws, and that that was lovely. Um, but yeah, so it's almost like every day's a date now because the kids aren't here. Brilliant. This is Lieutenant Colombo, and you're listening to Steve Legg's Backstory Podcast, the most fun you can have without a cigar and a trench coat. All right, I think I've bothered you enough today. I'll let you go ahead and listen. Oh, one more thing. Enjoy the show. Now, Justin Humphreys is my guest today. And Justin, on the Backstory podcast, we do love an embarrassing memory. And I've just got written down here, honeymoon, question mark. Can you please expand? 
<laughs> yeah, like before 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 your listeners get worried, this isn't an X-rated story. Um, so we one one thing that I I have got very used to with, with my lovely wife Haley over the years is that um, she will encourage me to do things which, um, in hindsight, really were not a good idea. Um, and uh, so on on our honeymoon, this was one of the first occasions. So we went to Turkey. This is back in um, 1993 went to turkey and um we'd spent a fair bit of money on on this honeymoon not really nice hotel so we arrive and uh, we get into the room and Haley's looking around and she's clearly really disappointed and she she says to me well where's where's the the bunch of flowers and the bowl of fruit that we were promised in 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 our in our honeymoon room i said well i didn't i didn't know that there there was any she said, yeah, look, here's the brochure. And she, she brought the holiday brochure. And you remember those? Yes. Um, and <laughs> she brought the holiday brochure and she said, look, it says bowl of fruit and, and a bunch of, a bunch of flowers for, um, for honeymooners. Go down to reception straight away and complain and say, we, we want our fruit and flowers. So I'm like, really? Yeah. You've got to do it now. Don't leave it. Cause you know, so down I go to to the to the reception with my brochure in hand, and I'm saying, "Look, my wife's really upset. It's our honeymoon. The bowl of of fruit and the flowers aren't in the room. Um, can you really can you sort that out?" And the guy looked at me across the desk. And he said, "Give me the brochure." And I gave him the brochure, and he looked at it, and he leaned over with the brochure in his hand, and he said, "This is the hotel Iskandil." That is the hotel over the road. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so we were in the right hotel, but she just read the details of the wrong hotel. So there was I looking like a complete and utter fool. You know, <laughs> I couldn't work out which hotel I was in. He must have thought I was. I don't know. Anyway, that was that was the first of many many occasions. Like it very much. In the latest bumper edition of Sorted magazine, big name exclusive interviews, Hollywood A-listers, TV adventurer Bear Grylls, inspirational true life stories, adrenaline fueled sports features, all this plus gadgets, entertainment, motoring, movies and technology, plus probably the greatest team of Christian writers ever assembled. Available now from high street retailers nationwide or visit sortedmag.com. Sorted for men for life. Now, Justin, you look like a law-abiding citizen. So I was rocked when you told me you bunked off school. <laughs> Have you ever misbehaved? <laughs> Had any uh, altercations with the police, shall we say? Um, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> Have you disclosed it? <laughs> Is this a safeguarding it- issue? No, no, you won't find it on the DBS check. That, you know, that, that, that's all fine. You've got um, to tell us more. We do like exclusives on the podcast. <laughs> There's a bit of a, a a bit of a running joke um, about the fact that when, whenever we go away on holiday, we always have a run-in with the law, and <laughs> and it would seem to be strangely true, because whenever we go on holiday, we always just seem to find ourselves get, getting into into a bit of strife with with the local police. You know, not not because we're wantonly breaking the law. But, you know, if you, you, you misunderstand these things, you, you do things in a particular culture or context that you, you oughtn't to do. Um, so the, the, the one such occasion we were on one of the um, I think it was Cape Verde we were in, you know, the, the one of the islands off the um, West African coast. And uh, we we had hired 
um, some segways. We love segway mm. riding. Have you ever done that? Do you know what? I'm so clumsy. I would break my ankle at the very least, if not my neck. Well, it's funny you should say that because Haley is the only person I know, on a slight tangent, who managed to run herself over with her own Segway. <laughs> now, can you describe what a Segway is to people who might not know? Right. So Segways are, the, are those um, those machines, which they're two wheeled machines. They stand upright. They've got a handlebar. Um, and, and you stand on a little platform between the two wheels. So you, you really have to balance re- really well. Um, and if you lean forward, the whole thing moves forward really quite fast, up to about 40 miles an hour. And if you pull back, it breaks. So these are great fun. So we love, we love doing these. We do them around cities. We do, we do them um, off-roading. So in Cape Verde, we, we hired these Segways. We were, we were with uh, two of the kids at the time. And uh, there was a little bit of a misunderstanding about um, who who was going to pay for the taxi that we'd taken to get to the Segway. We thought that the chap hiring the Segway said he would pay. <laughs> um, and uh, so, but so anyway, we got on these Segways and, and and off we went, and we were crossing this kind of deserty area just before the sand dunes. And then all of a sudden, we we realised that there's someone shouting, and we turn around and and, and it's the taxi driver racing after us in his car and there's like you, you, you imagine the movies there's, you know the, 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 there's a trail of dust that you can see for miles and he's coming after us in the car saying you haven't paid me for the taxi ride and we say well no the, 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 the segway guy said he was going to pay you no 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 no, you must pay and we said no, no no we're not paying because he said he was going to pay um and he said well I'll go and get the police and I said oh go get the police you know that's it's it's fine 10 minutes later we're being chased across the sand dunes on our segways by a policeman on a quad bike. <laughs> so, so in the end, we, I, I said to Haley and the kids, I said, you go that way. You, you just head over there towards that hut and, and I'll, I'll detour over here and hopefully he'll follow me. So the policeman on his quad bike followed me over there and Haley and the kids went over to the, the, the shack. Um, and we were basically told if we didn't pay the uh, the taxi driver is is fair, I I get s- slung in the clink. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> so I, I had to I had to pay. <laughs> so we almost started a campaign: free the extra two. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. There there have been been many many more. Um, it just, it, it, I don't know how it happens, but you know. Just remind me never to go on holiday with you. You're listening to the Backstory Podcast with Steve Legg and friends. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the memories. So, Justin Humphreys, tell me all about this new book because my wife has been raving about it. She says it's the best leadership book she has ever read, and she reads a lot. Wow. Wow. Well, well, thank thank, uh, Becca for that. Um, Yeah, just leadership. Uh, just Leadership is a book that I've just written with my friend and uh, and co-author Simon Barrington from Forge Leadership. Um, and we, we got together just, just before lockdown, actually, um, and started to write this book together because we we come to the conclusion that we'd seen between us in the different work that we were doing, we'd seen too many situations where leaders had, had, had fallen um, had caused harm to other people, you know, had, had, had made catastrophically bad mistakes. And, and we began to think, well, you, what's going on here? Um, so we, we 
we started to think through whether there was a better way to frame our leadership. So just leadership is all about how we um, how we seek to understand God's heart for leadership, first and foremost, um, and well, for justice, actually, um, his heart for justice, and then how we try and reflect his heart for justice um, and take that into the relationships with people all around us. Um, so the, the book kind of goes through a whole range of, of different things from the, the theological foundations through to um, our actions and postures as leaders, uh, to be courageous, to be proximate, to be generous, um, to speak up, to make change happen. Um, so it's a it, 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 it's a great book. We're really pleased with it and it's landed really well. And, and what we're just hoping is that people will, will start to, to, to consider a different way. You know, uh, is it just for Christians? No, no, it's not. I mean, you know, Simon and I come from um, organisations which are Christian in their ethos and their focus, um, but it, but it's not uh, it's not a, an exclusively uh, Christian book. There there are references um, that Christians will will pick up and, and understand. But no, we say this is actually for leaders in in all contexts. You know, churches, charities, companies, community groups. Um, so, and actually, I think what, what we would also say is that, that, that everybody, going back to perhaps your question right at the beginning, Steve, um, we're all leaders, actually, in some shape or form, mm-hmm. in, in different spheres in life, we all have the ability to influence and lead. So the books are actually for anybody. Brilliant. Because I was going to say, who's it for? Because often with these things, I think the assumption it's for high level leaders and CEOs, but it could be for someone who leads a house group, a team leader yeah. in office, someone who heads up a, a CU or something. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, all of those. Um, because, you know, what, what this is in, in encouraging people to do is to really take a hard look at, at themselves and be prepared to, if necessary, deal with the difficult stuff that, that we carry around with us. Um, do our very best to, um, to make sure that that doesn't impact people around us negatively so you know it's a really conscious effort to um to deal with ourselves as we deal with others Uh, so actually whatever context you look at it's 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 a good principle love it did you learn anything yourself as you were writing the book or reading simon's chapters oh my goodness yeah yeah so much um and i think that's a really important point to make steve because i think um for both simon and i having written a book like this the danger is that you you set yourself up to, to be the ones that, that know it all. And we absolutely do not. Um, you know, so we both learn shed loads. I mean, I've learned so much from Simon. He's such a wise guy, such a, <laughs> such a lovely, uh, um, wise guy. Um, and we're kind of freely saying we're, we're on this journey. We're learning as much as the next person. So please don't look at us and look at this as, as it's, you know, the, the done deal. Um, so, Yes, just it's been great, really has. Before we say goodbye, do you have three top tips on how we could become better leaders you can share with us? Yeah, I think I would. I think firstly, I think we understand who God is, the fact that he is a just God. So it's not just about um doing justice, it's about being justice focused. The next thing I would say is take time to get close and proximate to those who have experienced injustice. See the world through their eyes. 
And then lastly, uh, I would say uh, th- this is a journey. We are, we are never done. We're a work in progress, but keep going because it's worth it in the end. Fabulous. Wise words, mate. So tell us what the book's called and where we can get it. It's called Just Leadership, Putting Integrity and Justice at the Heart of How You Lead. It's published by SPCK and you can get it from from all good bookshops, but it would be really nice to think that you might perhaps go to somewhere like Eden to pick it up. Lovely. So that's Just Leadership, Simon Barrington and Justin Humphreys. And my wife says five stars. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, You're Becca. Listening to the Backstory Podcast, where we remember the good times, the things you love, the things you are, the things you never want to lose. So there we go. Thanks so much for listening right to the very end. It'd be great if you can do me a quick favour before you go. Simply head over to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us five stars and leave a glowing review too. It really does make a massive difference. Then Quite simply, we shoot up the charts, more people listen, and it really is happy days. Thanks a million. You've been listening to the Backstory Podcast with Steve Legg and friends. Catch you next time.